1: links java is back for a limited time only 90s nostalgia smell like an icon oh why links java that was my jam oh <laughs> oh mate 90s 90s had away what is love ace of base to unlimited what is love baby don't hurt me don't hurt me no more baby don't hurt me. afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening. And as always, thank you very much for listening. This is Chain Wrestling with Mags and site I am the bunged up and a little bit sniffly today, Si. Um, but with me as always is the GTS to my VHS, the Yes Lock to my struggle cuddle, a podcaster that says, He's never been over the limit, but that's purely because no one's ever caught him to test him. Uh, Mr. Mags, how are we doing, sir? (laughs) You you absolutely brought me with struggle
0: cuddle. (laughs) (laughs) um, I'm doing good. Uh, I had a uh, relatively quiet weekend with it being Father's Day. Um, But yeah, glad glad to be back watching wrestling again.
1: Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. Um How was your Father's Day? bud? Anything good?
0: Yeah, we, uh, it was pretty quiet. I uh, shared it with one of the granddaughters' uh, birthday, so uh, she took precedence, which is absolutely fine for me. Because uh, the what I only ever ask for one present when it comes to like birthdays and and Father's Day, and it's peace and quiet. Uh, right. It's a nice, quiet, peaceful day. Uh, and because she was a centre of attention, I got my win-win. I got what I wanted. She got what she wanted. Happy days.
1: Lovely stuff, mate. Lovely stuff. Um, I got a Macho Man Randy Savage sort of action figure effort, right? But it's not just a Macho Man Randy Savage. I've never seen these ones before. It stands fairly tall. Um, and it's it, it's him in the WrestleMania three. um Cutters and trunks and whatnot but around him is a little mini ring like they drove him to the ring in at Wrestlemania 3 really that's smart it's so cool I've never seen it before I'll take a picture and I'll chuck it on Twitter and whatnot but you know, I've never actually seen these before I And mean, considering the amount of you know, wrestling merch I look at you know you'd think I would have noticed it out of the bait. but yeah this was a, this was great my wife said when she went to the shop the lady who served her said, um, oh, we had the proper rings and everything in yesterday. They were going for four quid. Oh, it's such a shame. You, you know, your kids would have loved it. And she said, actually, it's for my husband. He's 40. <laughs> <And>,
0: uh, <laughs> looked at her in disgust. Like, <laughs> Tell him to fucking
1: grow up. Yeah, pretty much, mate. Pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah. How's your week been then, Bird Apart from Father's Day? Anything good? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Um...
0: Just steady away, quiet with the the, the football on. Um, just podcast recording. It's been uh, it's been steady away. Can't complain.
1: Yeah, I know one thing that's because we've messaged about it. I know one thing that's happened this week that has got you super excited, Mags. Links Java is back.
0: I know you. I didn't even know about that. You you literally messaged me and, and like I spotted it and all like, that. Links Java. That was my jam uh once they stopped making that I kind of transition to africa and then uh i don't mind the the, the uh the chocolate one is it chocolate yeah uh, but yeah i'll be getting about 15 cans of that
1: one yeah it said on let me just find it let me just find it now mate um for those listening who have not seen it it's quite funny because it literally says in the advert i saw on twitter links java is back for a limited time only 90s nostalgia and you've never wanted anything more smell like an icon oh why oh this that that thing it was
0: it was so so good i mean That came out when I was uh, at the tail end of school, so it was cool to wear in school, even though now everyone laughs at at Lynx. Pretty much everybody gets a Lynx gift pack for Christmas nowadays. Uh, But back then, it was the the bee's knees, and then I used to have it uh, with my um, Paco Rabanne on on nights out on on the beer. So,
1: yeah, uh, I've got some fond memories of of Lynx Java. Oh, 90s, sight, mate. Fantastic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to sneak into that, the fifth Ave and get ID'd. An and, <laughs> you know,
0: when, and when you used to go out at a normal time, like yeah. you'd hit the pubs at like 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night. Nowadays, if you go to a pub at that time, it's it's dead. It's yeah. absolutely dead. People don't start going out till past midnight. Shocking. Absolutely I want to be,
1: home a, want to be back home with a kebab by then. <laughs> you <know>? yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh mate 90s 90s Hadaway What is Love Ace of Base 2 Unlimited brilliant stuff bud. brilliant stuff white jeans <laughs> far too much gel in my hair oh brilliant times reek a CK1 oh, fantastic yes.
0: the gel was the best though because uh, your hair you could literally snap it off and use it as a weapon if you wanted to it was that, yeah. it was that rock hard with, with gel
1: I could run at someone and literally kill them. <laughs> <laughs> my head was a lethal weapon. <laughs> oh, I got something to tell you mags about, uh, one of my kids being really polite and nice, but it kind of shooting them in the foot, buddy. Um, yeah. my middle daughter lived when he, uh, she's out and about all the time and just, you know, son's out, lives out is the same. We have here. We don't see her. She's just off all over the place. um, she went out yesterday. Um, she was hungry, so, you know, made her dinner, made her cook dinner last night. Uh, she had a big old plate of food, you know, because she likes her grub, because she's always playing sport and on her bike and so on, so she literally just burns through it. There's not an ounce of fat on her at all, but she can eat, right? She, she's whiffed down this massive meal last night. And then she's like, oh, can I go out with such and such, She's her friend just around the corner? And we're like, yeah, okay, for a little bit, mine, because, you know, it's a school night and you don't want to go too late. Um... She went out, and they normally go past this friend of hers' nan's house, and they normally pop in to say hello and grab a drink of squash before they go off to the park and all this. When they got there, right, it turns out that his nan, this this friend of my daughter's nan, has made her a full-on massive roast dinner, knowing they were popping down. <laughs> like, rather than my daughter saying, no, uh, I've already eaten, thank you, or perhaps I could take it back home and uh, have it later, or anything like that. She didn't want to upset this woman. She didn't want to upset her friend's nan, and even though she was already stuffed and feeling like she'd had too much to eat, she forced a whole massive roast dinner down herself last night to not upset this woman who's made the effort to make her some grub, right? So she's had two dinners in the space of an hour. Then I had to ride her a bike home, and she had to have today off school, Mags, because she has such a bad bellyache.
0: <laughs> oh wow! I mean, that sounds like heaven getting two meal two meals in in such a short space of time, but. Yeah, what a, what a shame. Oh, no way. I'd have been wounded about being being having belliache over it.
1: Oh, well, yeah, she weren't happy. But like I said she had to stay off school today. So her biggest concern was, Well, if I'm off school, does that mean I'm not allowed out again tonight? But under the circumstances I sort of let her go because 'cause I'm a nice I'm a nice bloke, Max. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's that's fair. I mean, she's learnt her lesson. To not have two teas
1: to <laughs> <So laughs> <Yeah>. pause. <laughs> and it came, from the, it came from a nice place. She didn't want to upset this lady. Do you know what I mean? She didn't want to uh, mm-hmm. sort of turn down the food. But at the same time, it's like, you know, she she was ill, mate. She was so rough. Wow, <laughs> poor girl. Yeah, what a clown, eh? What a clown. <laughs> speaking of meals and stuff to eat. Oh, look at that segue, eh? Hey? Look at that. Wow.
0: It's like I'm working with a professional.
1: Shut up, you tart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shall we jump to Twitter, Mags, and have a little look about, uh, and see what the wonderful people out in Twitter land have been sending us this week?
0: Let's do it.
1: Okie doke. Our non-wrestling topic this week uh, was food-based, because everyone seems to interact whenever we mention food, so we thought, why not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a very popular topic, doesn't it? Um and and the topic was basically, foods you despise, foods you hate, foods that make you just go ugh yeah,
0: that make you gag.
1: Yeah, and we've had quite a, quite a few responses, and some stuff um, I agree with, some stuff I don't agree with. But we'll just do the usual mag, shall we? Just run through them and see whether we agree or not. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go for it. Okie doke. Um, first of all, our good buddy Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin Twenty One um mushrooms yeah guaranteed yeah he says mushrooms But then he goes on to say little rubbery pieces of utter misery that spoil every dish they touch as soon as a piece touches my teeth it makes vomit rise to the back of my throat
0: no i can't agree with that dan you you and this this uh this mushroom hate it's gone on long enough now Uh, i'm not going to keep tolerating you abusing
1: mushrooms See, I like mushrooms, mate. I like mushroom yeah. soup. Um,
0: Everything mushroom, yeah. Honestly, yeah. every kind of mushroom. I will, well, obviously not the poisonous, murderous style mushrooms, but um, yeah, I love every kind of mushroom. Uh, obviously not the poisonous style because uh, I don't fancy dying in the near future. But uh, <laughs> no. yeah, any any of the edible style of mushrooms. Well, no, not even all of the edible. There's certain edible mushrooms stay away from, kids. Uh, it's not good for you, but the ones you can buy in shops, I like them mushrooms. I'll leave it at that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, again, coming back to one of my kids, she's got a big, um, the same one who who ate the had the two meals. She's got a big hatred of snails. Like she's like genuinely hates snails. Like she, snails freak her out. She screams. She's not scared of anything other than snails and oddly flour as well. She's got a bit of a phobia about right? touching flour, and that's sort all of texture. But snails, flour
0: like what you make
1: with, K- Yeah, yeah, mate. Honestly, I've never said anything like it. It's, I don't know if it's like an OCD thing or I don't know what it is. But she, it's she, got to a stage where we had to speak to her teacher at her school when they were doing cooking because Liv was really struggling because the, 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 the texture, the feeling of the flour wow. makes her her, makes her sort of, uh, you know? But oh, snails wow. are the same. She hates snails. And she now won't eat mushrooms because I made a joke once about a cut-up mushroom looking and feeling like a snail and actually won't have anything to do with them, and has yeah. not since, ever, you know?
0: <laughs> I do that with uh, with uh, Mrs. Mags. Um, if, like, say, for instance, we're having sausages, and if I want to wander up, i and say, oh, aren't these uh, trotters and snouts delicious? And she'll be like, yep, yeah, I'm never touching another sausage ever again, uh, and then she won't eat it for ages. Or say we're having maybe... Um, uh, and I'm with chicken in. I said, oh, look, you're eating potentially a mum and its baby at the same time. And, yeah, she's so easy to wind up when it comes to food. <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs> bit,
1: see, when you word it like that, that like, is a bit sinister, isn't it? A mum and a baby at the same time.
0: Yeah, I do it on purpose because I'm <laughs> a cruel, heartless bastard, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so when when anything like that, when she has a steak and I'll just go across and go, moo and then it puts the picture of that steak being part of a cow, and then she won't eat it anymore. Uh, so it's brilliant. Yeah, I love winding her up.
1: What the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you do that?
0: <laughs> I mean, more <laughs> steak for me, I suppose. Oh, right, yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> so, I don't think I've ever heard that before, chicken on an omelette.
0: Not, not like chicken in the omelette. Yeah. You know, like peppers a little bit of herbs, some black pepper, some uh, chicken breast, like, shredded up into
1: an omelette. I'm I'm not saying anything's wrong with it, mate. Don't get so defensive. (laughs) 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 But I'm just saying,
0: what what goes in an omelette, then? What would you you put in an omelette, then?
1: Uh, I I have, like, red jalapenos, because they're quite sweet. They're nice, aren't they? Yeah, that's fine.
0: Ham. Oh, so you'll have ham in an omelette, you won't have chicken. Now we know where the line is drawn. I also
1: won't have chicken. I'm just saying I've never heard of that before. <laughs> I'll try it, you know. I'm not saying I won't have chicken. Bloody hell. <laughs> um, Dan Griffin carries on as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <He does. laughs> also, parsnips can fuck off. <laughs> they masquerade as chips and make hungry children grab some, only to be greeted by a rancid root vegetable. And then he says, oysters can fuck off and all, like cold, salty snots." Now, I've never had an oyster, and I'm not going to lie. Now he's put that thought in my mind, I probably never will.
0: Yeah, I've had oysters, and it is it is quite like that. There's something that you don't even chew.
1: You're literally just meant to like, swallow it down like a duck. I can't, um, I, no, even the... I've got a big thing about, like... I, even talking about it now, my mouth's getting wet. Like, I can feel like a gag in the back of my throat. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, I understand that they're in aphrodisiac. I get all that, but oysters are not for me at all. No, I mean,
1: I've got a big thing about, like, snot and mucus and bogies and stuff. <laughs> uh, so I'm wretched uh, now that... <laughs> oh, God. So talking about these oysters like like that, honestly, that makes that turn into my stomach. Dan, you have broke, sir. You are absolutely yeah. broken. Oh, mate, that oh that's horrible. Um... Tolly Portolly at Raincounter on Twitter says mm-hmm. coriander tastes like soap. <laughs> I, I've um, he's told me soap. this before. I've never come across soap that tastes like coriander. Not that I'm licking um, bars of soap, but
0: apparently uh, one in five people, uh, if you eat uh, coriander, it will it will just absolutely taste of soap. For everyone else, it's like the kind of it's just a normal peppery kind of a, a little bit sharp herb, but for. For the special people, it tastes like soap. Uh and I'm surprised that was his only uh food issue because that guy has problems with food. And yeah. he problems. I mean, you know uh, about the, the stock cube uh incidents. Mm-hmm. He also uh he has an issue with crisps. He doesn't he won't eat crisps.
1: Yeah, we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? Because I, I couldn't get my head around it because surely with crisps now there's such a broad scope of different flavors different textures and so on there must be a type of crisps he likes but you said no
0: no he he won't eat that crisp made out of maize uh they have to be from potato and then um the the potato ones he won't eat because they they hurt his gums uh they cut his gums open so crisps are off the off the the shelf for paul yeah
1: Mm. did you say one in five people coriander tastes like soap for is that what I you think,
0: said i think it's about that yeah
1: is that like a proven thing like is that real
0: yeah uh it's a it's about a chemical what's in uh coriander um i'll i'll google it but it, it's the it's the same chemical that uh is used in uh, soap and and some detergents um it's called aldehyde so it's a it's like a sensitivity to that that uh That chemical that makes everything taste like
1: soap well, makes uh, coriander taste like soap. hang on, I'm confused so coriander has that stuff in it it's a, got a chemical in it
0: called aldehad, which uh, is also used in soap and detergent right um, so someone who is sensitive to it could will taste it in in the uh, in the coriander. So, yeah, that's why it tastes like soap, because they're so sensitive to that chemical that it it gives them the the effect of of essentially eating soap. I'd never heard that before. That's weird. Mm. Yeah. Well,
1: Tully is weird. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At Millwall Chris1 on Twitter says there should be a law against tinned tuna and this is to go hand in hand with our buddy from that 90s wrestling podcast um it says the smell of canned tuna makes him wretch i asked you know is is that just the smell or can you eat it and he said both it's just fucking cat food now i like tuna mags i like tinned tuna i like it mixed with rice or uh, pasta or whatever do you know
0: what i mean i i am particular about the the tin tuna i'll get i don't like um tuna that's been uh flaked uh and it's like mush i like yeah. it to be like big like basically the chunks it's, so it looks ca- kind of like uh, a tree with all the rings and i also will on, only get it if it's in spring water uh, i don't like it in in too much like salt water but yeah um when uh, when uh, james said it, it smells like cat food I, I, that's that's offensive Offensive to tuna? I'll give. Let
1: me tuna. Yeah. Let me let me tuna. Oh well. Cheers for proving James's point there. That's brilliant. Oh, no, I'm not. No. <laughs> Fucking hell. What is wrong with you today? <laughs> Jeez. Somebody's a bit pissy, isn't they? Um, <laughs> no, I'm not saying it. I'm not proving his point. I'm just saying that yeah, cats do like it, but I like it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I but,
0: think uh, it's great. Yeah. I uh, um, I love tuna. Uh, I could essentially eat it out of the tin if I want. If I, yeah. If, if the need takes me, but yeah, no, I don't, I understand people having issues with it because it is a very uh, strong smelling uh, fish, but it's, that's one thing that's never bothered me, I will try pretty much any seafood, um, apart from oysters, they're quite disgusting, what? and whelks wel- and, and stuff like that, you know, like what you pick out of a jar of a, with um, a toothpick, anything like that, I wore oh. out, yeah. So, well. Wow. What's a whelk? A whelk is like a, it's like a snail, a sea snail.
1: Oh, uh, okay. What about like cockles and mussels?
0: Yeah, shit like that, no. Uh, mussels are are not bad. Mussels uh, are all right. Nuts, mate. Cockles, cockles, are are, cockles are fucking revolting.
1: No, see, I like cockles. I'll buy a, I'll buy a jar and then when I'm pissed up I'll end up eating like the whole thing. And then I feel oh. rough after. Oh, that's, that's, that's hanging. No, it's lovely, mate. Lovely bit of cockles. Can't be a big cockles. Um, they look like balls of snot. Oh, don't no because now I'm not gonna be able to eat them again, am I? Yeah, good. I'm doing you a service, but I like them so you're not doing me a service. You're taking something <laughs> away from me. Oh, they're just gonna finger them being little bits of phlegm. night. oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Moving on, we have <laughs> um. Brilliant gh at Carrie the gary i will never shite for cinnamon but he doesn't say that it tastes like soap um he just says it's sweet oh, and sickly. cinnamon is not coriander oh yeah no yeah it's two c words like i've got them muddled <laughs> up you know i do that sometimes with march and may you know like the months of the year i get you, them the wrong way around then because... you get them muddled up yeah because they both begin with ma so sometimes i get on the wrong way around okay <laughs> i don't know why it just happens you know weird, you're, you're revealing
0: a lot of weird fibles today sir.
1: <laughs> i'm just like really not sort of defensive because you've been quite aggressive today <laughs> <laughs> yeah cinnamon uh sweet and sickly um he says there's a restaurant in las vegas airport where everything is covered in the stuff but yeah. I, I don't like cinnamon I, was, was it cinnamon that used to be on like um the golden graham's breakfast yeah. cereal yeah, I remember
0: liked it as a as a young'un, but now, yeah, I, I find it detestable. Uh, cool. It's not something I enjoy at all. Uh, one of one of my lads got a bottle of uh, uh, Jack Daniel's cinnamon, the one that Matt has been drinking on uh, Radio Techers, uh and he opened it for me to have a smell, and it's like, no, that's that's. That's disgusting. Oh
1: no, I don't mind that actually. I had a bit of that. That's not too bad. That was one of the um, uh, little bottles that my my sister gave me for my fortieth. You know, the little miniatures. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was all right. And there's another. Is it a Fireball as well? That's another one. That's cinnamon flavored, isn't it? That's <laughs> yeah, quite
0: uh, nice as well. There used to be a, um, a drink called AfterShock as well. I don't know if that's still about. That oh, was... go back to the 90s again.
1: The red exactly. and the blue AfterShock.
0: Yeah, the blue I didn't man. The blue I could stick a teeth on that and I would happily suck on that all day long. But the red one was was it was gipping. It was horrid.
1: <laughs> oh, and it used to come in those bottles, didn't it? That was sort of like half frosted and mm-hmm, even the yeah. even the bottle looked nineties, didn't it, you know?
0: <laughs> it so did. I remember oh, getting a, a bottle of the the blue one and having it in the freezer and when you poured it out it was thick like, like like medicine but it was so good to get your half cup before you went out
1: in your pre-drinks in your pre-drinks yeah at the proper time of around four o'clock not like <laughs> in dinner time
0: <laughs> yeah <you> started at <laughs> dinner time
1: yeah not like starting your pre-drinks at eight because you don't go out until one a.m. or whatever silly freaking nonsense people do now um mgb graham black olives doesn't dislike them but cannot physically eat them um hate when f- staging food tries to get too classy adds them to nachos without asking just stick to salsa and nacho cheese perhaps some chili but never olives i think there's some underlying issues that have gone on there for him to feel that strongly to be honest
0: i think with the fact he says he can't physically eat them i think it, there may be an allergy or something like that there um olives are something i've i've, I've eaten but never enjoyed not black olives not green olives they're just something that yeah I just just don't enjoy them at all so I agree with Graham on that one that's a good take for once from Graham
1: see I I disagree man olives are the same like we have like a Again, like I'll have a little jar of cockles, or I'll buy a jar of olives to keep in the fridge. And when I've had a few beers, I'll have a couple of olives. Oh, lovely! And there's the olive guy who lives down. No, he doesn't live, but he works in the fish market in Gloucester Town Centre. <laughs> the olive guy. Yeah, well, I don't know his real name. You know, olive. <laughs> olive yeah, <laughs> and um, these olives—they're like the size of your fucking fist, man. These are massive olives, and he's got like a whole stall in the market selling all these different olives and they're all like lemon and curry and this and that and oh freaking amazing mate gorgeous stuff yeah well uh, he wants to grow up and get a laugh (laughs) okay (laughs) um this one i think is probably the ultimate divider i suppose well it was when i was younger anyway uh mgb mason marmite doesn't know how the heck his dad eats that stuff i bloody love marmite
0: Shock, what a shock! You. I'm, I'm, I'm. This may be my last episode of Chain Wrestling, folks, because I'm disagreeing with everything Simon said so far. <laughs> Marmite is disgusting, it's absolutely horrific. Salty, beefy, sweaty yeast. Oh, no, no, thank you.
1: Why is it sweaty? Where are you keeping your Marmite?
0: I'm just. That was just. I had to add an extra disgusting term in there. Uh, it's not particularly sweaty i suppose but no. it's horrid. <laughs> Maybe sticky. Then I'll go with sticker
1: Yeah, that is one thing that is annoying about it when it's sticky because you, you scoop it out and you get the long stringy bits coming out of the, the jar, don't you? And you're trying to spread it on your toast. And it, it. and it goes everywhere. And it goes all thing- over my hand. It gets stuck in my oh, beard. Oh, no. And I could just smell Marmite. Oh, I could just smell Marmite for like hours yes. after. It's on my hands and in my beard and stuff. I,
0: I saw something not long ago and it, it made me um uh, sick to my very
1: core. Peanut butter with my in. Oh, yeah, I saw that. See, I'd be interested in that. Because i like oh. say it would be but it's just... I I I don't think I you know want to eat masses of it, but I like peanut butter. I like marmite. I'm kind of curious. No. Do you like peanut butter?
0: I love peanut butter. The fact that someone has mixed marmite with it is horrific. What a what a waste of good peanut butter.
1: <laughs> okay. It might be nice, you never know. I uh, port scratchins as well. There's somebody did um port scratchings that were like with marmite. That was nice
0: a waste of good pork scratchings uh fun fact uh before badlands uh shuffled off its mortal coil uh we were actually in talks with uh, a couple of pork scratchings companies uh but with the pandemic happening uh we weren't able to get the the
1: deal of the
0: land for them to sponsor
1: the show amazing what would have happened if they just sent you three pork scratchings to plug their shit
0: they actually said um when we were talking to him in the in the dms uh they were saying oh because of uh because of like the the lockdown and covid and um we just haven't got any uh funds for uh for advertising and and stuff like that i said but we'll happily send you like a a big supply and you can you can like do a a test on the show and we were actually gonna but yeah we 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 said to him well we'll leave it until after the 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 pandemic uh, and then obviously Badland's finished and the pandemic still is still going on so yeah. we still want to got our port scratchings. But yeah, we were in with a, a company called Grays and uh a company called Openshaw
1: Oh, okay. Well do you love a port scratching?
0: Yes, they are.
1: They're so good. I don't like it when you get the hair on them
0: though. No, especially if you if you don't if you don't know it's there and then you're suddenly eating it and then you can feel the hair tickling the back of your throat that's that's
1: horrific it's never a good thing yeah yeah uh william kitchen at the appliance 180 a good mate will how you doing mate he says scallops um had as much bounce back ability to his digestive system as one of ian darry's sites that's a very niche and 90s uh football reference there for people who don't understand but scallops um i'm not sure what are they they're like fish aren't they
0: yeah so if you remember like the big kind of fanned out shell uh what you what you sometimes found on the beach um a scallop is uh essentially it's just a round piece of white kind of fish meat i suppose uh, you you cook them um, with a uh, for about five ten seconds on each side, flip them over uh, so they get like a, a golden crisp around the edge, but they're still kind of uh, uh, tender in the middle. You have them with a uh, with uh, black pudding, they're good with black pudding, or you have them with uh, like crushed peas. Uh,
1: yeah, they're delicious. Mm, okay, I think I've had those. What are the ones that are um, they begin with S C as well? Don't they? It's not scallops, it's the, scampi. I like scampi. So, <laughs> prawn tails. Is that what that is? Is
0: it essentially? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that lash. I like scampi. Yeah, yeah. scampi is nice. Uh, prawns are nice. Yeah, I like prawns. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's good for you as well, mind, isn't it? Same as um. Oh, what were we talking about earlier? Tuna and that. It's all good for you, isn't it? Mhm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at UTT Rob, he says he's a vegetarian now, eh? so there's not much, but he says before that, liver and kidney he didn't like. And when you'd order a fish um, and it would come to you or it would arrive to you and it would basically still be looking at you. So I'm, I'm assuming he means like with the head on and the eyes and whatnot, you know, which isn't great, is it? I, I, it that never
0: bothered liver. liver, um, never been a huge fan, uh, unless no. it's chicken. Chicken liver, I don't mind, but uh, when you get like have a lamb or is uh, it pig liver, uh, it's just that that kind of um, the the coating it leaves on the roof of your mouth when it's not been cooked properly, you can you can scratch it off. It's horrible. Kidney, yeah, uh, echidna, yeah um, something I can go without. It doesn't really bother me, um, but uh, when it comes to fish um i we go on all the to turkey quite a lot and uh when you go out on um boat trips and stuff like that um you tend to get fish as a as a one of the meal menus uh because they catch it essentially live off the boat live off the boat and then skin it um uh gut it so yeah i, I have no issue having my fish uh, with his eye winking at me at all yeah it's delicious
1: uh, okay so i don't know I, I, obviously you go to like um supermarkets and you have the the fishmonger there don't you and whatnot Mm -hmm. and i have all the fish laid out on the ice and 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 whatever that don't bother me but if it was bought to me and they start its head on i ain't sure about that well i mean the first time
0: you have it i suppose it can look daunting but it's it's fish once you've like it's middle throw the Mm. eye away throw the face away it's like throw a Throw the face
1: away. It's
0: like, <laughs> a, like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. You just grab the full fish down your mouth, pull it out, the head's still attached, the tail's attached, and then the, the xylophone rib and then yeah. throw the fish away. <laughs> throw the face away. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what you, you when we when uh, you're on these boats in Turkey, you, you throw the fish, what you don't eat, overboard because other fish eat it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. My daughter can't. Um, well, my mom, now she does it on purpose, but for a long time when we used to go to like one of the supermarkets or whatever, and they have the big sign up above these these fish, you know, the the fish trays and displays and whatever. She's always thought it was called a fishmonger. So that was it. Like she's always oh she got she literally go up to him and go are you the fishmonger to so this bloke and all this sort of stuff like you know which made me laugh. Um, laugh <laughs> uh, the child that you are.
0: yeah exactly I would I would absolutely
1: piss my yeah she does on purpose (laughs) Um, nice at good bad wrestle on twitter good cop bad cop wrestling podcast brilliant brilliant show if anyone has not checked that out before uh, what are you doing jump on it and have a listen it is fantastic stuff from our good buddies there Um, it says going to sound weird but regular coke just far too sweet
0: okay are you uh, are you a cork fan
1: me yeah um well yeah of course me who else are you talking to um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i am i am but not too much of it you know because i suppose it does get a bit sweet at times like but i do i do enjoy a glass of coke every now and again mate yeah you um do you know
0: i very very rarely have fizzy pop ever it's, okay um i prefer like squash but I can, I'm not saying I have anything remotely against any fizzy pops. I, I don't mind a, a Dr. Pepper every now and again. Uh, but yeah, Coke doesn't, I prefer the diet ones um, mm-hmm. just because of the, the taste. I, I think Graham's right. If it is Graham or if it's Matt, um, I do think that some fizzy pops are so sickly sweet that yeah. it's like you're drinking liquid diabetes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not a huge drinker of fizzy pops. To be fair,
1: I get that with Dr Pepper. That that can be a bit sickly sweet. Um, but Coke, I again. I can have a bit of it. I don't need much. Like right? you know, literally you know, a tiny little bit in the bottom of the bottle of glass is enough for me. Really, I suppose you know.
0: If if, if I do get a fizzy pop, it'll probably be Sprite Zero. That's my go-to yeah.
1: usually. It's always really good as well. Something like a, a Sprite or a Seven Up, or even just a yes. lemonade. Okay yeah a freezing cold sprout and yeah and up it's so good yeah. that like citrus sort of yeah. you know sharpness to it especially when you're hung over in the morning it, oh. it's
0: it's it's just i think it's the hint of lamb. i'm so uh, if I, if i were to pick one fruit that is my favorite uh it's lamb. i absolutely love it uh and it's just having that hint of that in a lemonade yeah mm. it's really really good
1: yeah good stuff um, at Scottish Juggalo, Danny on Twitter. Um, it says, Greg's Jam Donuts. They used to be amazing, but they dipped in quality tremendously. It's now like eating a wet slice of bread with a smidgen of jam in the middle of it.
0: Oh, that sounds revolting. Mm, it's, it sounds yeah. like maybe they've, they've sweated in the bag. They, like, like they've put them in whilst they're warm, and then whilst they've like, been wrapped in the bag.
1: Like, they, like the sweating Marmite.
0: Eat. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we can we can just take the sweat from the marmot and put them on the, <laughs> on the donuts.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, uh. I know. I can't say I've ever eaten a jam donut from Greg's. To be fair, uh, they, uh, they I wouldn't say they look particularly appealing. I do like the vegan sausage rolls though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, normally, like donut wise, sort like ASDA or whatever, they do like all the co op. They do like a pack of five for a quid, don't they? Okay. And you get custard ones that's banging I'd rather rather have a custard donut than a jam donut
0: yeah our our local Tesco do uh, like a Krispy Kreme um, area so you can get Krispy Kreme ones but you need to win the lottery before you buy those because they are fucking scandalously priced
1: Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> um, at Millwall Chris on Twitter, uh, Marks and Spencer's Bananas. <laughs> now, I read this and I thought, okay, there's some meaning here that I've missed and I bet Magsy gets this. Yeah,
0: I do get it. Uh, he knows what happens to the... Mar- I'm sure it was on this show that we mentioned it. Oh, yeah, it rings a bell now, actually. Yeah, he uh, he knows what happens... Or his or what was his particular branch of Marks and Spencers? Uh, what they used to do with those bananas, where uh, they would
1: be uh, placed, so to speak. Yes, correct. Yeah, I remember now. That's uh, me one, shall we? Auri, <laughs> um, uh, one of what the, the the shining light, I think, in comparison to yourself, Mags, from a change in attitude. Uh,
0: I I have no problem admitting that Ori
1: carries me
0: and tanner she's <laughs> uh, she's such a superstar
1: yeah i'm looking forward to listening to today's episode what are we on now is episode four today isn't it coming out is that right uh believe so yeah um, yeah so it'll be the, the raw the second raw after um king of the ring 96 it? it is that right there is some gold in that raw believe me oh excellent i'm looking forward to listening to that after we are done and dusted here this evening um Ori says broccoli just cannot stand the stuff. Just the smell yeah. makes her want to throw up. And I don't mind broccoli. No, I agree
0: with Ori. 100% disgusting little green trees. Uh, are, they're revolting. Uh, I hate when uh, when Mrs. Mags is cooking them because the, the smell wafts and it's revolting. Yeah, I don't like broccoli. I don't particularly like cauliflower as well, uh, oh, but broccoli definitely
1: both yeah. of those though broccoli and cauliflower they got to be cooked so they're still quite crunchy ones, not soggy cauliflower or soggy or, or sweaty broccoli or anything like that you know <laughs> you don't want none of that nonsense I used, we used to get from um, this again is a little insight into how much of a wonderful parent I am we just, <laughs> my my youngest daughter when she was really little um, used to be quite fussy about what she'd eat I'm, I'm talking like really little as in like not even at preschool or anything yet but she had a big thing for cheesy broccoli and cheesy cauliflower and you'd be able to buy a bag of it from Iceland for a quid. My wife would go out or whatever, and it was just me and the little one. To save any asshole, I'd just cook her a bag of that. <laughs> and and, and she'd, li- she'd literally sit there, and she'd have like the whole bag of cheesy broccoli, and, and you'd put it in the microwave. That was the thing. You could literally tip all this frozen stuff into a bowl, chuck it in the microwave, and it would cook it through. It would be like cheese sauce over broccoli and cauliflower. Oh, and, she'd, no. and she'd just sit there and eat the whole freaking thing. And I'd be like... I'm such a good dad because she's finished her meal. Yeah, <laughs> And also all them vitamins from, from the broccoli, I suppose. Yeah. Get me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve-O, at Total Steve-O on Twitter, uh says, carrying on the sitcom theme from last week, actually, because of the in-betweeners, any time a woman says they love a McMuffin egg sandwich, he gets disgusted as he thinks, like with Neil, they'll end up constantly farting even writing this makes him turn green
0: (laughs) (laughs) brilliant how just tapping some out is making
1: him feel sick Uh, and he's powering through that mags to be able to send us a message what a hero
0: yeah he is he's he's an absolute legend um but i can't egg mcmuffins are brilliant i love him
1: yeah yeah i enjoy him um steve carazon there's a few women at his work of african descent and they eat um meals that are very much based around rice and fish and he says it just fucking stinks and uh, <laughs> foods he's never per- he personally couldn't go near kebabs never has or never will eat a kebab and my dad's the same he's never had a a, a kebab from a kebab van or kebab shop or anything he's never had anything because he says he you know he looks at that big turning elephant's leg or whatever and he says <laughs> I don't fancy that, you know, but I'm like, I love a kebab me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand their point. Looking at it and thinking that what mystery meat is 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 attached to that, and then when you see him cutting it off the the like the elephant's leg, that's a brilliant way of explaining it. But when you see him cutting it off, and then you can see the raw mystery meat underneath, and you think. It's not even fully cooked through because obviously it's not. It's a fucking a massive thick piece of meat, so it it turns and it cooks like the outside, but the rest is still probably frozen solid in the middle. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't come across as good. But when you're pissed and you see oh. it and you see the fat dripping off it, and you think, yeah, I'll have some of that, please. Uh, like Hold on, chicken as well oh yeah the chicken ones yep yeah, the where it's all that chunks of chicken all welded to a metal pole and, and then rotated around a spit yeah just hold the lettuce mate hold the the cucumber that and a load of chili sauce please pal
1: yeah absolutely fantastic chili sauce um jalapenos i've got a big thing about jalapenos mate i love them or oh, banging stuff mate um, and to finish off from Twitter, unless I've missed any, and if I have missed any, anyone out, I do strongly apologize for that. Um, we, we have another message from, from down under from Australia. Uh, Chris Mangle, at Mangle Chris on Twitter, um, says there's loads he doesn't like, loads he does like. But the most recent is his brother bought him a pack of sandwiches from a supermarket. Yeah. There sausage, egg, bacon, egg and sausage, bacon, cold sandwiches. Who on earth wants fry-up served cold? Some people maybe, but definitely not him. Um, yeah, I can get that. I mean, I, I don't mind those sandwiches. I'm not a big sandwich fan anyway from these places. Oh, you know I mean,
0: oh, I mean um, good job you added that caveat because I would have fallen out with you because sandwiches are probably my favourite thing ever. But yeah, uh, gas station or supermarket sandwiches are not ever the best. No. They're very much a last resort sandwich. Um, I don't mind the 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 kind of like breakfast, all-day breakfast style ones, but I wouldn't ordinarily pick them. Uh, I'd just go for a tuna mayo.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. So I just like a toasty. That's that's my sandwich mate. Oh that's
0: yes, it. I, I don't mind a toaster. Our toaster machine broke. The 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 metal plates fell through into the bottom, so now the, it won't put enough pressure on. To, to seal
1: the toaster, so I'm going to have to buy a new machine. Uh, we had one that did that for a while, that, like, the little plastic catch on the front snapped, and it was blatantly my fault, because I was trying to shove too much cheese and meat and all this mm. sort of stuff in there, and just broke the fucking pan. So I ended up having to hold it together to cook my toasty, but then it sort of starts burning in your hands, doesn't it? Yeah. So I ended up putting it, you know you got your cabinets on the wall, okay. that are ab- above your worktop in the kitchen, yeah. Right. until I could afford a new toasty maker that weekend, I used to make my toasty, then put the toasty maker underneath the cabinet. So you had a gap of about a foot from the cabinet down to the worktop. And I used to get all the kitchen towels out the drawer and wedge them in there in like a big column. So it would, it would push the toast, the top of the toasty maker down to cook my toasty. Cause it was up against this, this, above it i thought this was freaking genius i thought i'm like this is some 18 sort of macgyver level shit <laughs> here, you know i'm thinking this is brilliant I'm, I'm, I'm still applying enough pressure to get my toasty maker cooked like you know um what i didn't think of of course was these were all my wife's clean kitchen towels that ended up covered in grease and uh, fats from the cheese and all that and basically she went fucking spare so i didn't feel as clever afterwards but i got my toasty mate so i was quite happy with that
0: Okay, so if if that ever happens again and your catch uh breaks one easy simple uh solution, cable ties.
1: Oh uh, fuck yeah. Cable
0: tie ta- I- cable tie it so it gets the pressure. Once uh your toast is ready, uh kitchen knife, cut the cable tie, open it up.
1: Done. What a dumbass. And there I am just trying to wet I thinking oh I need another towel in there, that's not gonna press the dame 84 towels. <laughs> <laughs> I had to roll them up really tight to get them solid as well, because otherwise they would just squidge, wouldn't they? Because, like, towels are soft, you know? Uh, never mind, never mind. Uh, what about you, then, Magsy? You, you touched on a few there that you despise. I, I know you're not a fan of onions, I think it was, you said, wasn't it? Yeah, onions? Are, and
0: mine are actually fairly weird, because I like the taste of a lot of the stuff, but it's it's more the texture and the feeling of eating uh, the stuff that I'm on about. So onions, love the taste of onion. Just cannot, for the life of me, enjoy the texture of either a raw
1: or a cooked onion. It just It just makes my skin crawl. I was um, going to ask that, actually, because obviously a, a slice of raw onion or a chunk of raw onion is a completely different texture to some cooked mm-hmm. onion. Yeah. It's, but it's still I, no good. It's
0: both are just no good. If I, if um if the wife cooks anything or I cook anything with onion in, um, we'll, I I tend to grate it so it can dissolve in uh, whatever it needs to. Because like I said, I like the the flavour of onion, uh, but it's just the the crunching of a, a raw onion is revolting, and then the kind of like sliminess of a cooked onion is revolting as well. Yeah, so but no, nope, not for me. <laughs> um, next one is oranges. Oh, okay. Uh, I love orange juice with pulp. The pulp in it, the the more pulp in it, the better. But batting into a piece of orange, I can't think of many things worse
1: than that. It's like uh, it's like how I imagine a slug to taste like if you bit into a slug, because like the pop and the stuff coming out of it, you know. Do you think slugs might taste of orange? No, not taste of orange. The texture. <laughs> if slugs, <laughs> yeah, tasted, know, if it, slugs it, it... tasted of orange, I'd probably cook them. Oh no, no. And would you so, if if if, they, if somebody gave you a big fat slug, right? Or something really grim like that and told you this is the greatest tasting thing ever, would you just try it out of curiosity? Um I'd be tempted, but mm.
0: yeah. It, it's, it's sometimes you eat with your brain uh and, and and the thought and just looking at a slug and its eyes poking out on its stalks. And you pick it up and then it's all slamming it all that curls up and hard, And you think, how is this going to taste anything but that like, snot?
1: Why is your slug still alive? Why <laughs> 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 yes, gone just? <laughs> Someone's handing you a a live slug, saying, "This tastes just like lime. You like lime? Have a bit of this." You know, (laughs) and for some reason, in this little sort of strange world we're we're debating here, your slug is alive. Why has your mind gone there? (laughs)
0: Because uh, you don't like you don't think of eating a dead slug, surely. Oh well, yeah, but everyone else is dead. The fish that got brought to us earlier on, a bit stereo, is yeah, dead. That's being bred to be eaten. A slug isn't. A slug's like a, a pest.
1: A parasite. Oh, I suppose. When, when You know when the French eat snails, or whoever, not just the French, you know, eat snails, are they alive? Uh, no, they cook them. In garlic butter. Oh, uh, okay. Have you ever had snails?
0: Uh, I have once, and yeah, they're not, not delicious. They're very, I had them. And, uh, I don't know whether they were they were cooked that way, but they they were incredibly chewy, like chewing a bowl of rubber.
1: Uh, not yeah. cool. Uh, what else? What else are you not a fan of, then, magazine? So uh,
0: the last one is tomatoes. Again, I like the taste of tomatoes. I like uh, tomato-based sauces, but it's just a chunk of tomato. Absolutely no. Uh, not at all. I once went to um, a, a pub restaurant with uh, with the family, and they had this uh, they had this eating challenge where if you could eat this massive kind of mixed grill, right? Um, you got you basically got it for free. Um, so free food is always a, a winner in my house. Um, so they brought out this uh, this mixed grill, and you had all that. You had pork chops, you had steak, chicken. Sausages, bacon, eggs, uh, chips, and then a lonely half of a grilled tomato. Um, so I was eating the way, just kept kept eyeballing this tomato thinking uh, if I want to win this I'm going to have to beat this nemesis. Um so I lined my stomach with with some of the food. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm gonna have to go for it. I don't want to leave it to last because then it'll ruin everything I've eaten before. If I can plough through it as quick as I can and then get the rest down afterwards, I'll forget that I've eaten it. So i bats into this tomato, and instantly my stomach churned. And it's like, oh, no, I'm going to throw up here. Oh, uh, I, w- no. I did end up wolfing it down, but I had to wash, uh, wash the, the, the taste and the memory of it away with, with gallons and gallons of water, which ended up filling me up, and I couldn't finish the meal um so it's a yeah
1: disaster all round. really that wasn't it
0: <laughs> yeah so all this delicious food i'd left because i had eaten this tomato and to wash it away i had to drink water which filled me up i was fucking fuming
1: yeah so okay, yeah okay.
0: tomatoes can fuck off
1: <laughs> tomatoes can fuck off uh okay is there anything else mate or is that is that the lot with you
0: There'll probably be some other horrific foods that, but nothing really
1: comes to mind right now. No. Uh, so when I was a kid, I hated stuff like I didn't like mashed potato. I didn't like. What? um Yeah, yeah. Hang on. Let me let me get let me get to the. I, I like it now. You know, <laughs> but I didn't like mashed potato. I didn't like like semolina pudding and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah um, I can understand that. Very but good. Because it's all. Yeah, it was all sort of similar sort of texture to me mm-hmm. when I was a kid. But it was down to the school dinners. Now, I still don't like the semolina stuff or anything like that. Um, But mashed potato now, my wife makes mashed potato. Oh, gorgeous. I love it. But back when I was a kid, that used to, like, literally make me wretch, the thought of this gloopy stuff, you know? Um, But now, the main thing that gets me is, like, the skin on things. So, like, I I don't like um, the skin on a chicken. You know, the the chicken skin that goes crispy. I don't like that. Okay. Um, I mean, that's understandable. And when you have rice pudding... Uh, like homemade rice pudding, and there's a skin oh. on the rice pudding. Well, I, no, can't stand that. You've
0: ruined it now, because I can't agree with that. Uh, it's like a big scab. <laughs> <laughs> a delicious vanillary scab.
1: Oh, uh, yes. No, not for That's me. That's
0: the me. best part of the rice pudding.
1: Oh, shut up.
0: What are you want about your best part? No, it's grim. We have arguments in this house when, uh, when Mrs. Mags makes a rice pudding we have arguments in this house of who is going to get the skin.
1: Nah. Yes. So when, when, when my missus makes the rice pudding and she serves it up, the kids will have some of the skin. She has some, and she's like, I've like almost got the baby bowl with none of the skin in it. <laughs> You know, and uh, like, obviously it's like made with like the, the milk and the cream, whatever else is in there. Like, And where it's hot, if you leave it too long, it starts to form a skin on top as well. So I've either got to eat it really quick and burn my mouth or keep stirring it to stop that happening. And it ends up just seeming like such hard work, you know. <laughs> what what do you have with your raspberry? Do you put jam in it? No, no, no. I just
0: have it as is. Oh, well, try it with a little bit of jam, stir it in, yeah. make it go pink and that'll stop it skinning.
1: Oh, okay. yeah. Look at that! Eh? Every day's a school day, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you very, very much to everybody out there getting yeah. in contact with us yet again and supporting the show um, at chain it. underscore we wrestling on Twitter.
0: It. Sorry, Max. So we love it. We love the interaction from from everyone on Twitter. All your weird fibles and your weird food tests. Yeah, you are all superstars.
1: Exactly. And we keep saying it, Mags, you know, we probably sound like a a silly double act on a stuck record, but we keep saying it. But chain wrestling is literally its your show. You know, you give us the feedback for the the non-wrestling topic. You pick where we go each week with regards to the matches we watch. It is your show. And honestly, we cannot tell you how grateful we are for the interaction and help we get with this. Um, Speaking of wrestling then, mags, shall we talk a bit?
0: let's do it yes finally yeah. only almost an hour in
1: yeah it's standard now in it the rest is <laughs> <an> after Fortman man <laughs> we are a wrestling podcast okay Alleg- <laughs> I st- allegedly i will stick to that <laughs>
0: This is NWA WCW enhancement talent, Randy Hogan, baby.
1: Being in the ring with the Road Warriors, Vader, Abdul the Butcher, Midnight Express, and all them guys. Let me tell you, it was dang rough. But not
0: as rough as listening to Cy and Mags on that Chain Wrestling show, brother. What you gonna do when this pair of fools, Cy Mag and Chain Wrestling, brother, runs wild on you! Mag
1: The winner of this week's poll, a uh, quite close poll with 58% of the votes, was CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE title from the Over the Limit 2012 pay-per-view. Um, this selection was uh, one that I put forward. And the, reason I, the main reason I put it forward, I'm a big fan of Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. Um, but I couldn't even really remember a pay-per-view being called Over the Limit, never mind any of the matches that happened. I don't know if this is an era of wrestling that I kind of checked out of a little bit or it just all blends into one for me. So when I saw this, I went down there and, and saw Brian Punk, I thought, oh, that's bound to be good. Let, let, let's put that forward. Um, I don't think it disappoints, Max. What were your thoughts, my friend? Yeah, I, I was kind of like This
0: is from uh, SmackDown in the middle of the era where I was just uh, not particularly watching um, a lot of WWE product uh, and just like kind of fanning out and, and keeping up with, with the news off dirt sheets um, but a match between Punk and Daniel Bryan, as much as I am not a huge Punk fan uh, I appreciate how, how good of a wrestler uh, he was and probably still is uh, so there's no way that this match was going to disappoint um, and it damn well didn't it was such a good match I actually watched uh, from the 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 little promo that uh, that uh, Punk did just before, uh, I think he was with Josh Matthews. Who uh, does he still work for? TNA and Pat now.
1: Yeah, didn't he end up? Isn't he? He was one of their commentators for a while, wasn't he? Like the yeah. like the, the main play by play guy, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: I believe so. Yeah. So he has an interview with Punk, and we get a clip of uh, of Punk on uh, SmackDown, the SmackDown uh, just before the the pay per view, uh, where he's in a match with Kane. Uh, And Daniel Bryan hits Kane with a chair, and then drops a chair and runs away to make it look like Punk had hit him with the chair. Yeah, Uh, so Kane beats the living piss out of him, which it's 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 classic tactics if you want to get an edge up on on your wrestler um, before before a pay per view. It absolutely makes sense. But what what tickled me about this uh, this promo was Punk doing his Vince McMahon impression. Yeah fucking hilarious when he was saying um 10 years ago you would have never have thought that vince would have had uh cm punk and uh and daniel bryan on a on a WWE pay-per-view for the WWE title. and it's like um he said he would have he would his head would explode or he'd be like daniel bryan <laughs> cm punk who are they? <laughs> I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And then we get AJ Lee coming into uh, in, into the camera shot and she wishes uh, Punk good luck. Um, and I think this, this was around the time that, that AJ and Daniel Bryan had, had, were having their kind of mini feud where they'd split up. Uh, and then obviously AJ goes on to be Mrs Punk in real life. So uh, I thought there were some cool little, uh, little um, Easter eggs there before the match
1: yeah yeah definitely um this event uh comes from the pnc arena in north carolina originally broadcast on the 20th of may 2012 um so i noticed straight away Max, when i put the show on going right back to the beginning of the pay-per-view it starts with a battle royal being halfway through they're in progress of this battle <laughs> royal um which I, I really liked that i thought that was a a real nice change of pace i guess
0: yeah, that's because uh, the, I think they had a pre-show, uh, and just as the pre-show was was filtered into the real show, the battle royal uh had, had kind of started. So I think that's that's what happened with that.
1: Yeah, okay. And some of the names in this this battle royal as well, uh, um, and some of the appearances of these people. I mean, Heath Slater, um, Michael McGillicutty, That was um, uh oh, Mister Perfect's son, wasn't it? Yeah um yoshi tatsu um ezekiel jackson my god oh why uh drew you had the, mcintyre you, was in it i think yeah drew mcintyre but he, he it was like sort of skinny baby face tree wasn't it you know yeah
0: yeah um this was, uh, the chosen one
1: personally. yeah that's right yeah yeah absolutely storming entrance theme what a, what a theme that was Um, the Usos were in it, but they were like just really bland looking and you know, not like the Usos that ended up playing in the paint, so to speak, and so on. You know, um, Tyler Rex, do you remember Tyler Rex, Mags? I do,
0: I do. Uh, James from that 90s uh wrestling podcast, I think, has got an interview with Tyler Rex. Do you know, do you
1: know Tyler Rex is a woman, though? Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, right, okay. Mm. And then you see pictures and you're like, why, fair play. You know, as long as they're happy sort of thing, do you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, absolutely brilliant stuff. But it's like, I remember Rex being this big, burly, dreadlocks beard and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, the, the, obviously, they have gone through this transformation. And, yeah, fair play, you know, fair play. Look, They look fantastic. You know, good luck to them, you know? Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um The, the match itself... Well, first of all, we get the the introductions uh, and Daniel Bryan comes down in a um, leather jacket that's kind of like the burgundy, the white and, and so on. And I thought this jacket looked really cool, Mags, you know? Weird of Daniel Bryan to be wearing a leather jacket, though, after all the, the
0: issues he had with Daisy the cow and his wooden turtle. Um, oh, it yeah. Was, it was interesting to see uh, the, the meat-loving Daniel Bryan.
1: <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Reckon it wasn't, reckon it was like you know, not real leather, it was like PVC. Yeah, it probably was to be fair because I think uh, he'd been a, a
0: vegan for a hell of a long time before he even got to the WWE, so I would assume it's it's uh, leatherette,
1: yeah. Um, punk comes out to the awesome cult of personality, what a tune that is, and what and, pop he got, yeah, and he just everything about him just screams star to me. He looks fantastic. The T-shirt he's wearing, his merch just looks cool. His ring gear looks cool. His entrance. I wasn't a big fan of the Spinner title, um, the WWE title when it was the Spinner when Cena had it. For some reason, when Punk has it, I kind of accept it more. I don't know if that's just because I'm biased because I'm a big Punk fan or whatever, but I just think the guy looks incredible, you know?
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, And for the towel, that was the towel that I've, I've never got the hate around it uh, because I thought it was a cool kind of snapshot of that time. Um, yeah, obviously it was made for Cena because he had the the Spinner US title before. It was it was uh, it was in that kind of that like, I'm um, uh, uh, a white boy rapper phase. Uh, but I think that that Spinner title it, it gave for so much kind of a. Uh, um, you you could customize it a lot, and uh, I remember the Miz had one where he turned the WWE sign upside down, and then you had uh, Edge who had the 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 his RKO sign in the middle of it. I thought yeah. it was a cool, uh, cool looking title. Obviously now it looks garish. It's very uh, spangler, but uh, I thought at the time I thought it was cool. It was different. Uh, it really draws your eyes in.
1: Um, so yeah, I never really had a, a massive problem with the spinner belt. See, I'm not a fan of belts being made for individuals. If you know what I mean, like Austin had that smoking skull one, didn't he? And and stuff like that. I like, I like if a title belt is is the title belt, then that's what everyone should carry. If that yeah. makes sense.
0: Yeah, I, I understand that. Um, but to be fair, I, I do want a smoking skull title belt. So yeah, I am, I am a bit biased. <laughs>
1: yeah fair enough <laughs> um punk works the leg of daniel bryan early on um with lots of stiff kicks uh, and so on um there's lots of forearms and knee strikes from both quite early on as well Mags, Isn't there that sort of fills quite a bit of time and yeah that, and, that and came and across really new japan to me
0: yeah uh <laughs> i mean we watched uh punk versus jaw um uh, a few weeks ago uh on this show and, I thought it was a, it was such a different dichotomy because um, punk has always come across to me as a, a technical wrestler. Mm. Daniel Bryan is very much a technical wrestler. So, so to see these two going hell for leather, wanting to beat the absolute living piss out of each other, very much in a brawler style, I thought it was, it was fresh. It felt incredibly like new, like something that. That you wouldn't normally see these two wrestlers do. Obviously, now we know Brian uh, kind of brought that into his uh, into his arsenal, and he does it quite a lot. Uh, but back then, it, it felt like it was it, it was meaningful. Like there was a, kind of like a a lot of emotion in this fact that they went to beat each other up rather than technically out wrestle each other.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, we get uh, an awesome kind of. I don't really know how to describe it. And to be honest, not neither did anyone else on commentary, to be fair. He kind of ties, uh, sorry, Daniel Bryan kind of ties up Punk's legs and turns it into a sort of bow and arrow type effort as well, doesn't he? Um, That that was excellent. Um, I mean, I think this is just a really, really good wrestling match. There's so much going on. I've made literally a page and a half of notes and I'm reading it back through and I'm just thinking, why there was so much?
0: Yeah, the, the the groundwork was was absolutely superb. There was a uh, a point where um, punk went to put Daniel Bryan into a surfboard uh, and instead of like lifting him up, so Punk was on his back and he was uh, able to uh, stretch uh, Daniel Bryan out, it curb stomps him, which is just yeah. four. That was absolutely brilliant and it looks so, so brutal. Uh, yeah, the, the 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 chain wrestling and the grappling was, was absolutely superb and I think as well, the selling was really good uh, because obviously Punk was pointing out that he had... Uh, saw ribs and saw back from the cane the attack uh, a couple of days before. Uh, and uh, Daniel Bryan targeted the ribs and targeted the back. There's a point where he's uh, just laying in some vicious-looking knees uh, to, to Punk. And you can see the the pain in Punk's faces. It's, it's great storytelling.
1: Yeah, and again, it comes back to, um, I suppose when we were talking about Bret Hart for a previous match, maybe when we covered the WrestleMania 10 opener uh, and we discussed Bret then, it comes back for me to a sense of realism mm-hmm. with regards to how stiff some of these shots were or how stiff they were made to look with how talented these guys are, and then the selling afterwards um it just comes across just so so brutal and realistic um Brian takes control on the outside um and and again from there he's hitting these running knees uh, and and so on and lots more kicks, but he's also even when he's in a position of of being in control every now and again it, his leg where punk worked on it earlier, his leg will twinge or he'll reach down and rub the side of his leg and it's little moments like that that i think just makes such a difference
0: yeah they they make uh, a wrestler for me when you can um do the those little things that that tell a massive story and all too often we'll see wrestlers uh, work on a leg or work on an arm uh, and they'll they'll sell it for a few minutes, but all of a sudden they'll hulk out uh, and they'll start getting their, their moves off and then they forget that they've, they're they meant to be working this sore arm. Punk and, and Daniel Bryan sold like they were absolutely in pain, which and I, I can I fully appreciate that. I love the, the the little nuances that they're able to do with, with with their kind of like selling of wrestling moves.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um CM Punk at one stage busts out a a perfect plex or a fisherman oh, suplex and that looked so good. Oh, yeah, it just did. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um Daniel Bryan hits a headbutt off the top rope but Punk is like over half the ring away so he really flies to, to collide mm-hmm. with that um to sort of sort of land that sorry um but they do collide in mid-air when they both go for cross bodies and and this one when you see guys sort of look like they're both going for a cross body at the same time and they collide in mid-air and you hear the slap and so yeah. on that that always looks so painful
0: yeah absolutely does and it almost looks like a, a botch as well like they the, the one of them as was not meant to do it. So it, you, you get that sense of realism from it.
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, we get Cole on commentary. I'll tell you what, actually, whilst, whilst we mentioning him here, uh, people who listen to the show a great deal will know that I'm not the biggest Michael Cole fan. I do think the criticism he gets is a bit harsh, but at the same time, I'm not the biggest fan myself. Um, Cole here, I think, is going through some kind of mini heel run. I think this is around the same time he wrestled Joey Lawler at some stage at WrestleMania one year. Um, I quite enjoyed him. trying to. He was, he was you know, digging fun at some of the other commentators and <laughs> seemed to have a bit more character to him. Um, but on this one stage, Cole states, if you're WWE champion, you're number one in the industry. And Booker T states in response, not just the industry, but the world. And I just sort of thought, what's he on about? <laughs> you know, is, it, is, is that the same thing? Or is he literally saying you are the number one man in the whole world? Not just a wrestler. Yeah, it, it, you are it, the it, number one man.
0: Yeah, it did make sense. So if you were the the champion in WWE, that means you are like the best of all the plumbers. Or the best of all the electricians. You are yeah. the number one man in the whole of the world. So Michael Cole was right. Booker T was an idiot. And yes, one thing about Booker T that that frustrated me was he kept referring to the wrestlers as this boy or that boy, um, I, and I don't get why. It was really really weird.
1: It's a funny one for me with, with people like Booker T because they have a certain they have a certain character to them, and they 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 cut promos in a certain way, and that is part of the character that has got them to where they are. So when they're on commentary, it's that thing of if the if the character or the terminology they use doesn't really work as a commentator what what should they do should they change what's brought them to the dance so to speak um or should they carry on talking in character in this certain way that maybe doesn't work i always find it a bit of an odd mm-hmm. an odd mix when you get certain certain guys or, or even girls being guest commentators or color commentators and it doesn't quite hit the hit, hit the mark i suppose you know yeah yeah i get what you're saying
0: uh it just it just felt jarring for me
1: yeah definitely uh cm punk busts out of figure four as well which is always yeah. nice to see um <laughs> and then we get um, a massive slap fest yes which is brilliant yeah um i think it actually started with uh
0: Daniel Bryan going for a punch and then punk just slaps him so they just end up slapping the living piss out of each other
1: yeah and again Brilliant. it just looks signs and everything about it is just the levels of realism and 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 how how brutal these shots were just great stuff um punk eventually gets daniel bryan or sort of straddled across the top rope one leg either side sort of dangling on the top rope crotch and he him. yeah that's right crotched him yeah that's the term i was looking for thanks Max, and um he comes off the top rope himself cm punk to clothesline daniel bryan from that position mm-hmm. and i thought that is something that is so simple but you don't tend to see it a great deal and it looked brilliant it did yeah it was
0: kind of almost like a, a springboard style clothesline yeah um, yeah it looked really really good um it's, it's simple yet effective and i think that's what these two uh, talents especially are so good at um just making the very simple stuff look devastating.
1: Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, Punk goes for a GTS or go to sleep. Um, mm-hmm. And this was awesome as well. Daniel Bryan counted it into a sort of crucifix effort. Yep. And that, I thought that was so smooth. That was so well done. Again, another brilliant example of the, the sort of hold for hold technical side of wrestling that these two are putting forward. The only downside was cold it, on commentary is shouting, shoulders down, shoulders down, shoulders down, when they blatantly were not. That kind of <laughs> irritated me a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is vintage! And then we see Punk bust out a, a, a macho man, Randy Savage, top rope elbow drop, complete oh, yeah. Yeah, pointing to the sky and everything. Uh, just before that, I mean, just as the
0: point just after the point where uh Punk um goes for the go to sleep and uh Brain escapes, we see uh Brain go for the yes lock. Uh, oh, yes, yes. And then Punk is able to to fight his way out of it out of it and uh, give uh it basically transition it into a slingshot, uh, where Daniel Bryan um, gets slung over the top rope but catches it Sean Marco style and does the uh the skinning of the cat. Uh, to get back in, which uh, I thought was a, a, a cool little uh, transition.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just, oh, just so good, isn't it? Everything about it, this was just so good, and it, the crowd it, are really it into seamless. it as well.
0: It was seamless. There was these two were were buttery smooth together. Just yeah. no botches, no, um, no kind of like, uh, miscommunication. It was seamless chain wrestling. The, the whole reasoning behind this show,
1: it was yeah, so exactly. good. You, hang on, you mean this show is to talk about wrestling and not slugs? <laughs> <laughs> slugs and,
0: and cockles.
1: Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan goes back to working the ribs that Magsy explained, obviously, are, are a point of uh, suffering for CM Punk after the attack from Kane. Um, he gets a yes lock on um CM Punk again though where Punk does the the sort of running jumping knee in the corner which he then transitions into a bulldog but yeah. Daniel Bryan has obviously done his homework and as he goes for the bulldog he counters it into the yes lock and I thought that again was just fantastic I like I like when you see wrestlers who have set moves that are part of their that sort of go to Arsenal they do every single match but then you see those moves getting countered because obviously their opponents would have seen them do it, I suppose. Yeah. So that make, makes sense, doesn't it?
0: Absolutely makes sense. And it was a, a great, again, another great transition. Uh, you, you could have easily gone with uh, a wrestler having doing their greatest hits of moves, uh, doing the knee to the bulldog. It would have made sense. But for Daniel Bryan and his, his ring intelligence to know that that was coming uh, and know that that was a, an entry point for him to, to grab the arm and get the yes lock. Um, perfect, brilliant wrestling. Brilliant oh, yeah.
1: storytelling. And again, the storytelling again here, I suppose, because Punk looks genuinely in trouble. He's slap bang in the middle of the ring. He's, mm-hmm. he's in the yes lock, which I think is a really underrated hold as well. Yeah. The way the arm is, tw- it's, like, it's almost like a crippler crossface, face, but the arm's twisted around the other way. Oh, it, I think it's so, so clever.
0: It looks brutal. It looks painful. And yeah. that's how it should look.
1: Definitely. Um, Punk looks in trouble. And everyone's screaming and shouting. The crowd are going mad because it looks like, okay, this may be tile change here um but punk kind of rolls with some of the pressure sort of diagonally to the one side um daniel bryan keeps the hold on which is quite unique but has his shoulders ending up touching the mat the referee Mm -hmm. counts to three um and just as well just after he's counted to three punk is tapping so Daniel Bryan is thinking, okay, he's tapped out, I've won the belt, but CM Punk actually got the three count mm-hmm. literally a half a second before um, before Punk started tapping, which I thought was a brilliant piece of storytelling, again, because it sets up that thing of, I nearly had you, you tapped to my move, even though you, were, you, you pinned me by a fluke or anything like that. Well, and I, I thought it was just a great finish.
0: He, even uh, even after the referee had told Daniel Bryan, "On um, you got pinned," he was adamant to the ref. No, he tapped. He tapped, and mm-hmm. he's like, he, you could see him uh, sat in the ring like, "No, no." That like, really wounded himself up because he thought he had Punk. And Punk has eked a victory away from him, and it's like that kind of thing that's going to play on his mind. Um, I thought it was really good storytelling, and and, and the the way that he uh, leaned back in that yes lock, it's almost like he was the architect of his own downfall because he wanted to uh, to stretch Punk and 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 put him into so much pain that he had to tap that he actually. L- leant back too far and give Punk that opportunity to to get that three count. So he he created his own loss uh, in a way by by putting in too much effort on the yes lock.
1: Yeah, without a doubt, just absolutely fantastic wrestling from bell to bell. From two of what, well, especially in this era, two of of the best in the world, and I, I really, really, really enjoyed it, Mags. Yeah. I thought it was absolutely superb, and I'm so happy we got a chance to uh, to go back and watch it. Um, it's 25 minutes of outstanding wrestling. Um, yeah.
0: Even if you're not particularly a WWE fan, uh, go back and watch this because it is such a good wrestling contest.
1: Yeah without a doubt without a doubt absolutely brilliant stuff um I suppose now then we should uh give it a rating Maxi mates. out of 10 where where do you think this sits okay so
0: yeah this was totally in the in the era where I was not watching uh, wrestling at all so um I don't remember going back after uh coming back to wrestling and going and watching this so this is essentially new to me in terms of watching it um I thought it was superb um arguably one of the best matches we've watched on this show. Yeah. Um, is it up there with the likes of uh, Omega and Ikeda? Um Just a smidge enough, maybe. Um, but it's certainly one of the best matches, so I'm happy to give it a 9 out of 10.
1: I'll tell you what, I'm doing exactly the same, mate. Mm-hmm. I, I look back on um, the ratings we've given other matches. I, I enjoyed this as much as Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon at WrestleMania 10. Um, again, it's probably a smidge off Okada Omega, which I actually did give a nine. But I'm not going to get into sort of quarter measures and all that sort of nonsense. So, a nine for me it is spot on as well. Absolutely brilliant stuff. I loved it. It was fantastic.
0: I agree. Uh, great match, uh, and I'm
1: glad we got the opportunity to go back and watch it. Yeah definitely so definitely so um very quickly a little bit of context for anyone listening um if anyone can hear any funny noises getting picked up by my microphone it seems gloucester has just been engulfed in some kind of horrific tornado or (laughs) or some kind of flaming tropical storm or something and there's fences creaking and the my windows are rattling and also and the wind is literally howling like a dog down the street so if that gets picked up by anyone I, i apologize but it's certainly not coming through on my end. Uh, it, I want to known you're in the middle of a of uh Hurricane Katrina. But yeah, it does it does sound like it. <laughs> 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 um where would you like to go next, Magsy Okay, so uh
0: again, I've got to inst- reinstate inst- that this was an absolutely outstanding match. Um but for me, where would I like to go? Um, so, Punk come out to his uh, his infamous music, uh, cult of personality, uh, brilliant theme, um, really kind of that. Like you you it epitomises CM Punk. You hear that that that's music and you instantly think CM Punk. But that was not always uh, his theme tune, you know, for for WWE.
1: No, that's right. Yeah, he had never banged didn't he?
0: You did uh do you remember what that was called?
1: um it was by Kill Switch Engage, a band mm-hmm. that I bloody love um, was it This fire Burns yeah. That's right, absolutely fantastic.
0: Another banger on so
1: one of my Spotify playlists. Um, End of Heartache is a great album that people should check out if you want to listen to a great bit of Killswitch. switch. But yeah, absolutely brilliant stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so Punk has been blessed. Really, we're having two banger um, theme tunes. Really, mm-hmm. been lucky, I suppose. Uh, but uh, this fire burns was also not initially from from for CM Punk. It was actually brought in for a different wrestler
1: um do you know which wrestler ah uh, okay it's gonna be one or two was it i think kane might have used it but was it used for orton it was randy Orton. randy Orton used mm. it for two weeks i think
0: the story is that uh that uh randy asked vince if he could start using different music and that was one that he he picked uh but then a couple of weeks later vince uh, reneged and uh, wanted to use it for, for punk. So, yeah, I think uh, for about two or three weeks, Randy Orton had, uh, had this fire burns.
1: I think so, as well it was used on a pay-per-view. Before it, it was anyone's. It was like one of the pay-per-view theme tunes, I think. But I might be getting that completely wrong. But in my head, that sticks out.
0: It would not surprise me because at this time, W. Reed were kind of recycling a lot of music. Um, but, yeah, so I, I thought I'd use that that music... Uh, uh and that very tenuous link to switch to a Randy Orton match. Okay. Um now um I was tempted to go with Randy Orton's uh highest rated match uh which would have been his um his match against um Mankan, Mick can Cactus Jack uh back in two thousand and four um but I thought I'd switch it up and I thought uh, instead of going for a pay per view uh, match I'd go for Um, just a a regular um, weekly show match. Right. Um, So uh, I wanted to kind of mix up the the wrestlers we've had involved as well because we've had a few wrestlers who've uh, appeared on this show multiple times and there's some wrestlers who've who've only appeared once or twice or maybe even not at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I wanted to to do a a bit of a mix-up and I thought... I'd go with Eddie Guerrero.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Okay, so um, how many matches do you think Randy Orton and Eddie Guerrero had? Uh, a single matches.
1: Oh my word! I I couldn't even hazard. I, I, I'm going to guess one, but I don't know.
0: You are correct. Oh, okay, <laughs> one wrestling match, and it happened on uh, a SmackDown. Uh, in two thousand and five, uh, and it was uh, for the number one uh, contenders for the world heavyweight title, uh, Eddie Guerrero versus uh, Randy Orton. Um, so that's what I'm going to go with. Um, I, I, th- I thought that they actually had way more matches. So obviously, there's that uh, the the very famous um, uh, storyline with Rey Mysterio, where he's saying, uh, where Randy saying Eddie's. Uh, down in hell i thought yeah. that there was history there but uh there's really not a lot of history i think even with like um tag team matches they've only wrestled maybe six times total um oh, wow. so yeah i'd like to go with uh eddie Guerrero and randy Orton's solo singles wrestling match from the um uh, 11th of october um smackdown um so yeah that's what we'll go with
1: so that's the 11th of October, 2005, yeah? The 11th of October, 2005, yes. Randy Orton, Eddie Guerrero on SmackDown, 11th of October, 2005. Now, that's going to be really interesting because I find, almost similar to this match that we've covered today, sometimes you get things like that There, are real like, hidden gems. Because, mm-hmm. I, again, I didn't even remember Over the Limit happening. So yeah. to me, this is a hidden gem what we've covered today so that i mean eddie guerrero fantastic randy orton fantastic this could be an absolute barnstormer so i'm really looking forward to potentially covering that um unless people vote a different way i guess Mm. so where i would like to go uh is using somebody else who is working on the over the limit event um despite the fact this being for the wwe title and it being two of the biggest wrestlers in the world at this time, obviously not size wise, as Michael Cole constantly reminded us during the match, I mean, stature and, you know, name value, I guess. Um, the main event of the show was actually John Cena versus John Laurinaitis, Mm -hmm. um, which I did watch back as well today. And it did make me laugh in places to be fair. It's a good little bit of comedy wrestling there. Um, John Narnitus worked for a long time as Johnny Ace. He wrestled for All Japan, um, the NWA, WCW, but he spent a lot of time out in, in All Japan and so on. Um, but I'd like to use Johnny Ace as the link to go from Over the Limit to a WCW stroke NWA event he wrestled on um, called Capital Combat 90. He actually okay. wrestled um, Mean Mark, who went on to become The Undertaker on that match. Now as you know it's 10 minutes odd of a very green uh, mean mark undertaker versus John Laurinaitis. Um as inspiring as that may sound to some, it doesn't really sort of tickle my funny bone or something I want to watch. Oh dear dear dear. Um so I'm going to go using Laurinaitis from over the limit main event to Laurinaitis wrestling on Capital Combat 90. I'm going to go down the Capital Combat card a bit further and I'm going to have a look. Well, hopefully we're going to have a look if people vote this way at Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane, the Midnight Express um, facing Brian Pillman and Tom Zenk for the NWA US Tag Team titles uh, from the Capital Combat 1990 pay-per-view. That's kind of where I'm thinking I'd like to go, Magsy.
0: Great, great. I uh, picked something that I've not watched, uh, so yeah, it'd be interesting if, uh, if the listeners pick that, uh, it'd be interesting to go back and watch that. And uh, just for uh, some context, the, the the one that I put forward, the 11th of October, Smackdown, it was actually, the the show was aired on the 14th of, of uh, October, so if you're looking on Peacock or if you're looking on the network, uh, it's actually on the 14th, but it was recorded on the 11th
1: okay okay excellent stuff um so yeah so those are your options for next week we have randy orton versus eddie guerrero from smackdown uh, on the 14th of october 2005 um two incredibly talented wrestlers and what looks like to be the only singles match between the two before eddie obviously, sadly passed away could be an absolute barnstormer to barnstormer sorry to go back and check out Or we have The Midnight Express versus a young Brian Pillman and Tom Zenk from Capital Combat 90 for the NWA US tag titles. A bit of retro NWA action there. Also, Capital Combat 90, we have a sighting of Robocop helping Sting. Which could be worth a bit of a giggle. Um, <laughs> Look at you trying to butter up the listeners. Oh, mate, Robocop and Sting. How 1990 can you get? Yeah, those are your two options for next week. Um, as always, the poll will be up on our show's Twitter account uh, an hour to a day ish after this episode drops. So keep an eye out for that, and you can find that at Chain Underscore Wrestling. Um, I guess, Magsy mate, that's us done for this week. Uh do you let everybody know where they can find you online, my friend? Okay, so um you can find me on the
0: Twitters at PodfatherMags and I do uh tons and tons of content in various uh different uh mediums and about various different topics. Uh the one I'll highlight this week is Radio Techers. We are in the midst of uh, Euro 2020 slash 2021. So uh, on Radio Techers, we'll be having uh, uh, several watch-alongs with the, with the the live games. Uh, and there'll be uh, one of either me, Matt Willis, or uh, Tanner, plus, uh, plus special guests uh, as and when. Uh, so, yeah, come and watch along, uh, and we'll provide you with some alternative commentary for a football match and there's plenty of uh, other of, of talk in there as well uh, with the chat so yeah come and uh, follow at Radio Techers or on the, the Shooting the Sports ish uh, YouTube edge
1: yeah it's always a good laugh man. whenever I've got the whenever I've had the opportunity or if I'm happening to be watching a game you're covering it's always good fun just to pop on the YouTube and have a look and see what people are saying and I, I tend to like to remind people on Radio Techers that <laughs> Victor Lindelof is complete ass. But yeah, it's always a good crack, you know, watching the game and, and hearing you fellas comment on it and the conversations you have on there. It's brilliant stuff. Yourself, Tanner, Matt, and so on. Um, okay, you sure can... It. Yeah, yeah, well, it is. It's great stuff, mate. It's great stuff. Um, you can find me at SJP Words on Twitter. Uh, but most importantly, you can find the show... On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just by searching at Chain Underscore Wrestling. Uh, Twitter is where the vote always stays because um, it's just easier for us. The online poll for our our topic there, but our non-wrestling topic is available Facebook, Instagram, wherever. So feel free to drop us messages or comments on there. Um, yeah, so that's that then. Um, I'm off now to flavour a slug for my dinner. <laughs> Mr. max. I will see you next week, my friend. Mmm, delicious. <laughs> there <is a> <laughs> think, no, surely not. Surely a slug is not like a cockle.
0: Well, they're the slugs of the sea. What cockles are the slugs of the sea <laughs> <Does> <laughs>
1: that <hate> off?
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look him up. Cockles.
1: Yeah. They're like little rugs. Straight things, isn't it? Yeah,
0: so they, they're related to slugs. Shut up. Really? Class gastropoda. Snails, slugs, limpets, whelks, conchers, periwinkles, uh, clams, oysters, mussels, scallops, uh, cockles, shipworms. So yeah. They're really, so you essentially you like
1: sea slugs Just- sea slugs <laughs> oh <laughs> lush <laughs> oh, I'm still recording I'm going to cut that in <laughs> <laughs> ah, <brilliant>. sea slugs <laughs>